Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello, Mark Homer, and welcome. So I've been investing in property for about 15 to 20 years, probably done approaching a thousand deals, developed well over half a million square foot of property. I have an equity interest within several property portfolios, which is around 70 million pounds, and I have a personal portfolio of around half of that value. I consistently get asked, should I pay my mortgage off or should I invest that money elsewhere? So there's a really clear answer to this. I absolutely believe if you are even slightly disciplined, you should not pay your mortgage off. If you're concerned about interest rates going up, you should probably look to try and fix your mortgage rate for a a good period of time. And if possible, go on interest only. If you look at interest rates on a historical basis, they are still very, very low. You can get reasonable length fixed rate mortgages for less than 2%. So let's just say you took a five year fixed rate mortgage out, you could easily achieve that for less than 2% interest every year. Let me tell you a little story. My uncle Chris bought his house in the 1970s and he paid three and a half thousand pounds for it. Now in the 1970s, there was no choice. He had to go on capital repayment only. And let's say my uncle Chris went and took a 70% mortgage out on the house that he bought for three and a half thousand pounds. So let's say the mortgage was about two and a half thousand. So he needed to put a thousand pound deposit in. And then every month he had a mortgage payment of, let's say for argument's sake, 270 pounds a month. He was on a 25 year repayment mortgage. And in very round terms, the interest element of that mortgage was about 200 pounds a month. Therefore, the repayment element, the bit that he was actually paying down on that mortgage was £75 a month. Now, £75 a month back in 1972 was a significant amount of money. It meant that if he'd had it, he could probably have gone on more holidays, had more dinners out, bought more for the kids. Um, Because of inflation, that £75 today was worth far, far more in the early 70s. So my uncle Chris paid his mortgage at £275 a month, paying the interest and the capital repayment, not going on quite as many foreign holidays or or not eating out quite as much. And during that period, let's just say his net pay was about £900 a month. That £270 a month was a big portion of his monthly pay packet. At the end of the 25 years, my uncle Chris made his final mortgage payment and that was it. He owned the house outright, the mortgage was all gone, and he felt very satisfied. Let's just compare if he'd paid that mortgage on an interest-only basis, after the 25 years of paying £200 a month instead of the £270 a month, he would still be left with a mortgage of £2,500. However, because of all that inflation over that 25-year period, Clearly the the value of the house had increased significantly, so it wasn't three and a half thousand pounds anymore. It's probably quite plausible to say that the house could have been worth 25,000 pounds. But more importantly, the job that he was doing, and let's just assume he didn't get promoted, his monthly salary will have increased a huge amount just because of inflation. Let's say 
after that period, he was then earning net about two and a half thousand pounds a month. So remember when he started, he was earning 800 pounds a month net. And after the 25 years, just because of inflation, he was getting in his hand about two and a half thousand pounds a month. In year 25, if he paid an interest only mortgage, he could then pay off that mortgage with one month's net pay. The whole mortgage, all paid off. That is the power of inflation. So for those of you who are asking the question now, should I pay my mortgage off? I've got 300,000 pounds. Should I pay it off or should I keep my mortgage and invest the money elsewhere? I think the answer is clear. If you take a mortgage out at 2% per annum, I'm absolutely sure if you invest that money wisely, maybe you put it into trackers, a mix of trackers and bonds, or you know, into investment property, you maybe put a deposit down, refurbish a small terraced house and, and rent it out, you will be able to get upwards of 5% over the long run. In fact, if you buy a buy-to-let property with a little bit of debt, you, you could quite easily achieve 15% plus on an annualized basis which is far, far in excess of the, the 2% you would have been saving by paying the mortgage off. Clearly, there is a benefit for those of us who are a little bit less disciplined because a mortgage is a monthly savings plan, effectively, uh, and as you pay this monthly savings plan, it goes in and it, it pays the mortgage down. So it can be a benefit in that sense. But if you are even slightly disciplined, you're gonna get a much, much better result from investing that lump sum that you've got elsewhere to earn more than 2%. In fact, you'll be getting 5% plus if you pick some good, solid, long-term investments. So whilst you might have a warm feeling from paying off your mortgage, your money is not working nearly as hard as it could do. It's not doing a lot for you, just stuck in the house having paid off that debt. It could be working much harder out on chairs, on, on property, uh, even in some types of bonds uh, where you will get a much, much greater return and the money will be working much, much harder for you. So my definition of good debt versus bad debt is uh, the cost of the debt, you know, if, if it's debt which is um, well-priced, uh, so on your own home that would mean sort of less than 2%, on an investment property that might be less than sort of 3 or 4%, and on a development loan that might be less than 6%, um, and it, it is also debt that is covered by um, either income from uh, an investment property or within a business, you know, profits within a business, or maybe if it's a, a development, uh, it's covered within the profit that the deal is going to generate. Bad debt is consumer debt that's spent on doodads. Uh, so, you know, that might be trainers, TVs, uh, cars that you can't really afford, um, you know, foreign holidays, all those things that, you know, don't earn you income, uh, but you might take loans out to pay for, bad debt. So the money you would have used to overpay your mortgage or to pay your mortgage off, invest it. Open an ISA account, maybe buy trackers with it, set it up so there's a monthly amount that goes out into say a Hargreaves Lansdowne or a Vanguard account that then gets invested into tracker funds to get you a good return. A good enforced automatic savings process can be very, very beneficial. 
So the ISA is one of the most generous reliefs that the government gives you. It's £20,000 for this tax year. You can invest the full amount and all of the profits that you make in terms of income and in capital gains will be tax-free as long as you leave that money in situ. You can sell them, you can trade them, you can even take the money out as long as the money goes back in within the tax year. But generally, you know, you'd want to leave that capital, that lump sum in the eye so you can take the income from it and not pay any tax on it whatsoever. And you get to do that every year for the rest of your life. So what you'll be doing is building a bigger and bigger income that comes out of the ISA with no tax to pay on it. So pound cost averaging has huge benefits. If you invest every month, regardless of whether the market is high, whether it's low, of course you never really know if it's high or low until afterwards. There are all, all sorts of people with lots of hindsight who will tell you it was high or, or low, but they didn't actually know at the time. And, and therein lies the point. If you keep consistently investing every month uh, a set amount into equities, you will get um, share prices, equities prices, bonds, at all different prices within the cycle. Um, it's enforced, it comes out, uh, it'll be better than paying your mortgage off um, and over, over the long run you will make huge, huge compounded returns and if it's within an ISA it will be tax free. So there are two main strategies in terms of investment returns. There would be income which would derive from dividends or there would be capital growth which comes from the increase in the value of the shares over time. Generally speaking, if you've got other streams of income, maybe you're employed, maybe you've got your own business, you're probably investing for capital growth. You're probably going after the equities that have the biggest overall return, a little bit like I do. As you get later on in life, um, certainly you know, if I think of my parents, they are looking for dividend returns, they're looking for income. Maybe they take a lower overall growth, but they want that, st uh, that step end every month. They want that cash coming in to pay for their lifestyle. Less interested in capital growth, more interested in income, and the younger you are, you're probably more interested in capital growth. So why would you want to pay off your mortgage if you can get such huge returns by consistently investing in your ISA and getting much, much higher investment returns giving you a big lump of money as you move into middle age and later on. And if it's within an ISA, all tax free. You've got to make your money work for you. Nobody else will look after your money like you do. And if you don't focus on it, it will just slip through your fingers and you will end up very poor. So in terms of property, everything that we're not developing will be rented out, will be generating income, and there will be mortgages on all of those units. So for me, I would always be getting mortgages on property. I would be leveraging it. I think it's the ideal asset to leverage. Banks love it because they can get their money back if it goes wrong and therefore they will offer you low interest rates on loans against property. That has been my evaluation. I hope you found it useful. Please like and subscribe. Mark Homer, over and out.